0: Here it is, this Sunday, we celebrate the major feast of all saints. In our epistle today, we hear of the saints who have gone before us. And we remember those who have gone, who have died in the past few years. In the epistle There is this beautiful picture of heaven where all the saints are gathered. A whole throng, it says, that have been marked as we are marked in baptism with the oil, saying that we are sealed as Christ-owned forever with the Holy Spirit. We remember this day. Those who have gone before us, both in the big S way as as saints and the little S saints, maybe those that you've known, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent. What I love in this image is this image of the feast that is yet to come at the end of age where all the springs of water, of life, will be. And God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. It is in this remembering that we enter into Kairos time, this time beyond clocks, beyond time changes, if you will. You may not realize it in the cognitive way, but when we come together and we celebrate this worship and we come before this throne, we are entering into this holy space that's both past, present, and future. In our theology as Episcopalians, we believe that in the breaking of the bread, we enter into that breaking of the veil where We are there with the whole host of heaven. And so we are caught up in the mystical grace of God with all his saints. So it is that we are remembering, retracing those steps of what has been, what is, and what is to come as we celebrate our Eucharist, as we stand in the hope of what is ours already, and yet is not yet. But what I hope that you can see this day is that you are not alone, that you are blessed even when you might be tempted to feel or believe that you are cursed by the world's standards. You see, the astonishing thing is that God is with us throughout all of life and eternity. And the good news is, is that we are not alone. This was underscored for me as I went a number of weeks ago to the summit to, uh, yes, Lakewood. I was an interloper, you know. It was a bold thing. I went with another Episcopal priest, even, and we (laughs) snuck in (laughs) with the throng of people. They were coming together to pray hope over Houston and the greater Houston area. Of course, I threw in St. You know, Texas City and Lamarck, but it was a prayer event like none I'd ever seen. The whole of the summit was filled. There were no seats left. They told us we had to leave. I said, I'm not leaving. Just go up. And so we began to climb to the top to where we found a spot here and a spot there. And we sat until we were drawn to stand because they had collected so many worship leaders from across the world to come and worship. This was their heart to come and lead worship and prayer over Houston after this disaster that we had had with Harvey what was so beautiful is that one of the young voices from Hillsong, when she began to sing this song of We Are You Are Not Alone. God is with you. The whole place was to their feet. And back were the days, we all are old enough to remember you used to do your lighter, but everybody was holding their phones up with their lights on, their flashlight and the whole place was filled with light and the sound of glory. As people prayed that and sang it from their guts as if to claim it as true in spite of maybe what they were feeling. A beautiful taste of what's yet to come When it talks of this worship of the throngs of believers that will be gathered before the throne of Christ, the throne of God. This has been quite a week for us in Houston and in the United States, full of highs and great lows. From Astros winning the World Series, how about that? Pretty cool to a terrorist attack in New York City. And I would say that in both of these events, we were able to tangibly feel our connectedness to one another, to the greater body, and to something bigger. And we were also reminded of our powerlessness to prevent suffering and even tragic death, or even with a closer to home analogy, we might be reminded of our powerlessness over our aging temples, these bodies in which we live in with their pains and their malfunctions. This is when we not only remember the saints with the big S, but the small ones. And we look to them for facing the joys and the sorrows of our day. We look to them as we struggle with these vessels as they deteriorate. Because they are ones that point the way through. They shed light and wisdom. In light of the terrorist I've drawn, been drawn to Saul's story in the scriptures, as one who persecuted Christians on a regular basis. He was feared greatly. And he had an encounter with Jesus Christ that transformed him, that turned him into a Jesus follower. And he was renamed to be Paul led a transformation and so I pray that Jesus will appear to other terrorists and change their hearts. I had a chance encounter with a gentleman who has an institute for Christian and and Islam thought in England and he said that's exactly what's happening across the globe with people of Islam is that Jesus himself is appearing to them that they are coming to Christ He said, it's not widely publicized, but it is true. And I said, this is surely good news. But it doesn't take away the sorrow of lives lost or the fear which is born from such seemingly random acts of attack on American soil. But it does give me hope and faith, knowing we are not alone, that God is with us, as are the whole host of heaven. And then there are those little s saints that we look to for wisdom and guidance. I think of the Reverend Mary Earl, who taught at the Seminary of Southwest when I was there. In 1995, she suffered pancreatitis. And in a day, just a day, everything changed. She could no longer do simple tasks. She had taken for granted, much less teach, as she once had. She felt as though her body had betrayed her. But she sought wisdom from the saints who had gone before us, like Saint Benedict and Julian of Norwich, and she found her way, a way to make peace and even find joy in the midst of the pain in her physical body. She was comforted to know that she was not alone in her physical suffering and to look for the saints before before her and now to make sense of how one deals with bodily illness. She shares her findings and and the spiritual practices that she borrowed from these other saints that she then adopted in her book that's called Broken Bodies Healing Spirit, using the ancient form of Lectio Divina to live with illness. But I can't help but wonder who are the saints that you look to to help make sense of this world, to help to point you in the way of following Jesus, whether it be the big or the little S saints, How might they, and the list of blessed characteristics, guide us in our everyday living? In our gospel, we hear what it is to be blessed. I wonder how we might come to pour out our spirit and mourn. How we might hunger and thirst for righteousness, or be more merciful? What is it to be pure in heart or a peacemaker or even to give thanks when persecuted for God's sake? How do we live for a reward in heaven versus human accolades in the now? What would be one thing that God might be calling you to do differently this week? How might you be present and show mercy, even this Saturday, to those who will come to us having suffered loss through Harvey, who are struggling to find hope? When I think of mercy, I think of it beginning with just being present to others and seeing them and treating them as equal. And offering an act of kindness and compassion to let them know they are not alone, that you and God are with them. I would imagine and I believe that we are surely blessed to entertain these folks and to share our hope with them. No doubt the fruit of that will be that we will give thanks for what we have been so graciously given our hope, which comes from knowing that we are not alone. And in the end, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes as we join in that great throng of worshiping saints before God, joining with all the saints from across the ages. I give thanks for the saints who are responsible for your being here this day. For someone shared the good news and the hope of Jesus Christ with you. May we be so bold as to share it along the way. Amen.